0: Welcome to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Winsight Media's two food service brands, restaurant business and food service director. I'm Pat Coby, senior editor covering menu, food, and drink for both brands. Today I'm chatting with Nate Ware, VP of Culinary for Modern Market. Nate developed his farm-to-table ethos early, growing up in Haiti and watching his mother shop at the local markets and cook with whatever was fresh that day. That experience informs the menu at Modern Market, the health-centric fast-casual concept where he has been the head chef for 10 years. In 2020, Nate also began overseeing the menu at Lemonade, a California-based chain with a similar mission of offering guests fresh, handcrafted food. Both brands are laser-focused on sustainable sourcing, clean ingredients, and scratch cooking. Listen is Ware talks about optimizing the menu to position both chains for growth, and how he's pumped to continue the incredible ride he's been on. Welcome, Nate. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: So let's start by you telling me a little bit about your culinary journey. What were the steps that brought you to modern markets?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll get into my, uh, my full background here at some point, uh, but you know, I was raised uh, just always being around the act of making food, but not so much being in restaurants um, growing up in a, in a third world country. Um, so I've always been kind of fascinated by cooking and um, started working in restaurants when I was uh, first in high school. I worked at a little uh, ice cream shack, uh, and then uh, did a lot of stuff in the front of house throughout college. I served, bartended. Uh, I worked uh, front of house for a couple of big chains for Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, ended up being a, a general manager at Applebee's. Um, and kind of through that process, I you know I finished up uh, degrees in marketing and business management, uh, and got bachelor's degrees in both. And um, what I realized was the part of the kitchen or the part of the restaurant business that really got me excited was actually the cooking part. And even though I was, you know, writing server schedules and counting bar inventory, uh, the best part was when the kitchen would crash on a Friday night and I got to jump back there and I found I could run circles around the guys who did it full time and really start to kind of love for the, uh, you know, that, um, camaraderie and excitement and just, you know, getting to cook. And I'd always cooked at home a little bit. So, Uh, Finished my business degrees and uh, packed up the wife and the chinchilla and the dog and moved to Colorado to go to culinary school. Um, My parents thought I was crazy, I'm pretty sure. Um, And I completed uh, culinary school here and then worked in uh, farm-to-table fine dining for a few years in the Boulder area Uh, and then kind of stumbled across Modern Market shortly after they'd opened their second restaurant and they were looking for someone to consult on a few menu items. Uh, One thing led to another and somehow that weird amalgamation of front of house experience and business school and culinary school all came together and uh, I came on board as really kind of the first corporate employee, so to speak, uh, for Modern Market and the first chef that they had ever had. We'd used a consultant for the original menu and I hit 10 years uh, now with Modern Market back in May. So it's really been uh, quite a journey getting to build this concept and figure stuff out. And certainly not what I thought I was going to do coming out of culinary school, I would have said by now I'd have my own, you know, farm to table restaurant. Uh, But, you know, this has been a really incredible experience. And uh, I've really enjoyed that. I get to have a much bigger reach this way, right? Food we do at Modern Market, I'm touching way more people and able to have a bigger impact on things like I that I really care about, like sustainability and and sourcing and stuff like that. So it's been a a fun ride. Well,
0: I've eaten at Modern Market and I think of all the fast casuals, it's about as close to a farm to table restaurant as you can get <laughs> for a fast
1: casual. So thank you. And we've built it on that. We really pride ourselves on the amount of stuff that we do from scratch. And we've tried to bring that same ethos and uh, we have to make it repeatable. And, and that's really important. But it's challenged me as a chef, right? I can't just say Brunois the carrot. Uh, you know, I have to really explain to the detail of here's how you pick up a knife safely. Right. And, uh, and every little step from there. And so uh, it really challenges me to make sure I'm thinking through the recipes and the way that we're training and teaching. And uh, it's uh, definitely a a lot of fun. And a a lot of my job boils down to problem solving and and trying to be excellent and trying to think about how we teach and train. And so I, uh, you know, I enjoy that side of it.
0: Well, uh, you mentioned that you grew up in a third world country, which was Haiti, as Mm -hmm. I've read. (laughs) Um, That's right. And your mom um, did a lot of the cooking while you were living in Haiti. Um, So how did her resourcefulness help you make your decision to become a chef and help you in what you do today?
1: Sure. Yeah. I don't think either my mother or I would have guessed at the time that I was going to be a chef. She always says she thought I was going to be a lawyer or a writer, I guess I was argumentative or something. But uh, (laughs) um, no, you know, all my early experiences of food was of somebody preparing it, right? Um, We had very limited opportunities to go out to restaurants. Um, I I remember going to open air markets as a kid and, uh, you know, picking out cuts of goat that we're just sitting on a table with flies on it or picking out beans that we needed to put in a big wicker basket and sort through and pull out all the rocks. And so, you know, we grew up with a mix of, you know, my mom making some American dishes and then, uh, you know, a lot of Haitian dishes as well. Uh, We had uh, avocado and breadfruit trees in the yard, uh, lots of seafood and, uh, you know, rice and beans and all that stuff. And um, so, you know, from a very early age, I was always tuned into sort of a full circle of food, right? I didn't have any, um, you know, dis- delusions about, you know, where, where food comes from or or what it looks like or what uh, the effort that it takes to prepare it is. And I, you know, I think that certainly shaped it. So I was, you know, open to cooking food myself and um, restaurants were uh, exciting for me and, and a special occasion for me. And um, And so I've always you know, kind of embraced that um, and uh, really enjoyed what I get to do, uh, you know, growing up in challenging circumstances. I, you know, I'm just really grateful for uh, the opportunity. It's easy to take so much for granted and especially things like food. It's really easy to take for granted what we are able to have as consumers here in, in the U.S. And um, and so um, I, I try to really keep that mindset uh, at heart and, uh, you know, do right by the ingredients and, um, and try to put out the best stuff that we can.
0: Well, as far as your menu is concerned, what are some of the criteria you use when you're developing new menu items or LTOs at Modern Market?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, try to strike a pretty broad reach at Modern Market. Um, you know, we have been really looking at our mission, visions, and, and value statements here recently, and we've, we've revised some of those to uh, reflect where we're at. But, you know, I still think of it in, in many sense is a, as what our first mission statement was, which was uh, to, to serve amazing, healthy food to as many people as possible, right? And so, you know, that's kind of the, the vision that we were founded on. And um, and so healthy is in- incredibly important. And one of the things that we really felt was missing um, in, the, in the fast casual scene, and especially kind of when Modern Market was getting started in the late 2000s, uh, it was actually pretty tough to find, uh, you know, food that was Uh, not just being served out of a bag, or, you know, or just coming fully prepared. And so, you know, that scratch made mentality that we brought to modern market has always stuck with us. And it's allowed us to be incredibly adaptive with uh, things like dietary preferences, uh, which, uh, you know, are becoming, I think, even more and more important, uh, as folks start to veer away from, you know, I'm eating the South Beach diet. And now it's, you know, I'm, eating according to my um, you know, Zodiac symbol or, or whatever, right? Uh, so, But we're able to uh, accommodate a ton of stuff because you know, we are not buying pre-made stuff unless we absolutely can't avoid it. Uh, we're incredibly clean label. And so whether you're you know, gluten-free or have other allergens, we're uh, very transparent about what goes into our food and you know, able to do a really good job at that. Um, the bottom line is we wanna be food that like, tastes great and is good for you. Um, we can't take that at maybe as far as we'd like sometime, but the reality is that's not where most diners are these days. Uh, you know, I heard the stat uh, recently that you know as many as, as 30% of Americans still eat fast food on a, a daily basis, uh, right? And so the only way that changes is for people to have a realistic, uh, approachable, affordable alternative and kind of as we look at the landscape we don't see that there is a lot of that there's kind of a gap in the middle between fast food and then you know maybe a nice farm-to-table restaurant that i that i used to look at and there's certainly some brands out there you know along with modern market that are starting to change that landscape but we we think that's still a really big opportunity and so while we'd like to be like 100 organic we're not um you know while we'd like to be uh you know maybe um uh you know even healthy or, or like no sugar or stuff like that, like for our own personal ideals, like that that's not where most people are at. And so the modern market menu in many ways is sort of a gateway to better eating. And so, you know, we're incredibly clean label. We pay extremely close attention to where things like our proteins come from, uh, what the animal welfare is. We think a lot about sustainability. Uh, you know, we like to say that, you know, pull back the curtain we'll 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 tell you about any single one of our ingredients uh, and we're, we're proud of where it came from and you know there's a story probably to why we picked it and we go so far as on our website we disclose in every single one of our items uh, every single ingredient and, and what goes into it so we don't just say this ingredient has um, I don't know barbecue sauce we have every single ingredient in the barbecue sauce so we don't just say this has you know sour cream we're like look this is the sour cream that's just cultured cream and doesn't have, you know, all these stabilizers and stuff in it like that sometimes can happen with sour cream. So it's just kind of a weird example, but we, you know, we've kind of gone that obsessive to the level of really paying attention to what's in our food. So um, again, we have a broad menu of salads sandwiches, grain bowls have been a massive win for us the last few years, pizzas. uh, We've dabbled in breakfast from time to time. And so we really think we have something for everyone. And if you want to eat something that's really low calorie and extremely healthy, we've got that option. Uh, If you want a pepperoni pizza, we've got a pepperoni pizza too, Uh, but it's nitrite free, you know, heirloom pork pepperoni and organic tomatoes and dough made with whole grains and uh, the best version of a a pepperoni pizza that you can, you can get if that's uh, what you're in the mood for.
0: Can you talk about a new menu item or LTO that you recently introduced that you're especially excited about?
1: Yeah, one incredibly uh, big success for us here recently uh, has been the introduction of uh, line-caught ahi tuna steaks, Mm -hmm. and this was something that we were hoping to roll out uh, last summer, Uh, so we we try to work uh, about nine months out uh, for our innovation, and so we had this uh, all queued up to go live last summer, and uh, as we all know, uh, (laughs) the world blew up and a pandemic got in the way, Uh, but we... Uh, stayed the course right and we kept in really good communication with the supplier we continued to ideate around the protein that we wanted to introduce and so what it actually is is um it's a, a beautiful uh, ahi tuna it's line caught which is a, a very sustainable uh means of fishing right it it means there isn't a lot of bycatch from like trawling with nets uh, it also means that a lot of the money goes actually back to the local fishermen and and um where the, the tuna is being caught, uh, and it actually goes to that level. So it's, uh, so, you know, sustainable for the communities that are catching these fish as well. So I mean, that all sounds amazing. Um, but we have to be able to execute it as well. And what's incredible about this product is it arrives to a restaurant uh, already seared and sliced and cooked to a perfect, beautiful, uh, rare in a four ounce portion. Uh, and so our teams just need to safely thaw it and then just put it on top of the salad. And so I think it's a, you know, kind of a, a microcosm of what modern market is about is that it's just you know it's incredibly uh, high quality protein. We have put a ton of due diligence into making sure that the story's right, that the provenance is right, that um, it's a good sustainable choice. Um, but we've done it in a fast casual way, right? And so we're able to put that on top of uh, a couple different items. We have our lemongrass tuna bowl. Uh, which is a grain bowl featuring um, pickled car- uh, pickled uh, onions and uh, diced cucumbers and this incredible uh, lemongrass aioli uh, and a chili vinegar sauce has been really popular. And then we also did a, a summer seared ahi salad which just has all these incredible uh, raw vegetables and, and taste of summer. So it's got uh, fresh sweet corn that we're cutting off the cobs ourselves, shaved watermelon radish, uh, avocado, heirloom cherry tomatoes, uh, all with a, a beautiful scallion ranch dressing over hand cut romaine lettuce. So, um, just you know, I think a really cool offering for fast casual. And, you know, I talked earlier about the approachability, you know, those items are at, um, you know, $12 for the grain bowl, $13 for the salad. So uh, incredibly approachable price point for people, um, you know, for the quality of ingredients, uh, that you are getting there. And our guests have really responded, um, they uh those two items are kind of immediately flew into our you know top 3 uh sales items uh shortly after they were introduced and have stayed there for the last couple of months and so they've really been a big win for us to uh, be able to do that and and get great feedback on them
0: super and mm-hmm. you also oversee the menu at lemonade which is another fast casual based in california so how mm-hmm. do the two concepts differ and can you apply the same like thought and menu ideas to Lemonade as you do to Modern Market?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lemonade has been a really fun challenge, and I've been a fan of Lemonade for a long time. Uh, You know, they're a uh, Los Angeles-based brand that was founded around the same time as Modern Market in uh, 2009, and uh, have just a fascinating menu uh, founded by a great chef named Alan, um, and a really kind of eclectic, uh, globally-influenced flavors. Uh, but all presented in this kind of like California cool style and really centered around this sort of choose your own adventure experience of um, walking down this beautiful line where the stuff is laid out and you're like, Ooh, that looks good. And that looks good. And you kind of can put all that stuff together. So it's a, it's a great concept. Uh, I, you know, took over culinary for them uh, literally the uh, fourth week of February, 2020. Uh, I took three quick trips to LA to start visiting restaurants. And then uh, everything got crazy. And so, uh, you know, I spent uh, a year learning a concept from 500 miles away. I'm, I'm based in Denver. Uh, and so to this day, it's kind of a, been an interesting challenge. I have this like really, uh, behind the scenes knowledge. I know, you know, all their sourcing and their food cost and the specs. And I've worked like four shifts on the line to this day. So, (laughs) you know, it's uh, my, uh, this weird theoretical knowledge. Um, But to get, you know, to get to your question, we are trying to bring that same mindset to Lemonade. And Lemonade was founded at the complete opposite end of the spectrum. The the chef that created Lemonade um, was a catering chef. And so they made everything uh, at a commissary. And so that was something that stepping in, we have modern market doing all scratch made lemonade, doing all commissary produced. And so uh, that's been a big part of the last, uh, you know, 18 months that I've been overseeing culinary to try to find a little bit of a balance there. And, you know, that has resulted in us putting a lot of food actually into restaurant level production instead of the commissary. So uh, even, you know, small things like we were roasting green beans at the commissary previously, you know, we're now doing at that at the restaurant level. And it, you know, it makes sense for the brand. It, it helps to keep our costs down a little bit. Um, you know, we're not putting that extra step of the commissary and the overhead uh, into that recipe. Uh, and it also is helping our teams, I think, just to reconnect with our food a little bit. And um, they're taking a lot of pride in, in in that and rewarding the trust that we're showing them to be able to execute that stuff at the restaurant level with Um, you know, a lot of buy-in to what we're trying to accomplish. And so, uh, you know, it's certainly been a a lot to learn. And, you know, the pandemic, I think, especially for Lemonade, uh, meant that we really had to um, rejigger a lot of things uh, to get it to be where it needed to be. Um, But it's been, you know, really a a rewarding uh, effort to be able to uh, work on a brand that I have just immense respect for and try to stay true to uh, the culture and uh, all these incredible people that stuck with us through, Uh, a crazy transition of a whole nother restaurant company coming in and taking over and then a pandemic. And despite that, we have these, you know, just incredible team members that have just given it their all and, uh, you know, never looked back. And so it's, you know, it's really been rewarding to get to work with a group of people like that.
0: Does lemonade still have the same serving style where you go down the line, kind of like a cafeteria style?
1: We do. Yeah. And um, it's it's very unique in that sense, right? At one point, we described it as a, as a seasonal California cafeteria. And it's like, what does that even mean? And so that was one of the pivots that we very quickly had to make is because it always was grounded in that experience of traveling down the line, interacting with a team member who would be happy to pass you samples of things. And when the pandemic hit, and we didn't have anyone in the restaurants, we realized pretty quickly this service model doesn't translate to a website very well. You know, you're the kind of the the beating heart of lemonade is what we call our marketplace. And it's a collection of really interesting, cool. We call them salads, but they're not really salads. Right. So, you know, an example, one of the most popular ones is roasted blue leg green beans, um, sous vide chicken, toasted coconut, uh, Fresno chili and a jerk vinaigrette. Right. And so, uh, that's kind of all tossed together into this super just flavorful, cool. Oh, and caramelized pineapple. Um, and so it's all tossed together into this amazing, again, salad, but it's more of like imposed dish. And so previously you'd be like, Oh, that looks delicious. I'll have a scoop of that. Well, you just put a picture of that on the website and people are like, what am I looking at here? <laughs> right? It just doesn't try, translate the same way. So for lemonade, we actually had to take a look at all that stuff that was out there and find homes for it. And so we put made sure everything had an entree. And so we very quickly expanded our chef bowl program from just one or two chef bowls to we blew it all the way out to at one point, we had nine chef bowls on the menu. Um, but we had things like um, a coriander crusted seared ahi that wasn't available for anything except for that a la carte experience. Or we had a a citrus and mustard poached uh, Atlantic salmon that didn't have an entree. It wasn't part of a grain bowl. It wasn't on a salad. It wasn't on a sandwich. It was just available for somebody to to point to it and say, I think I'd like to add the salmon. And so we needed to take a look at that system. and, And so we created pretty quickly all these different, whether it was new sandwiches or new grain bowls or new salads to make sure that all that stuff that was out there could now be on a more traditional entree that would travel better and translate better to a website without losing that you know, wonderful choice as guests have started to come back, we still have that kind of travel down the line cafeteria sort of experience available, but now supplemented by you know, more traditional entrees as well.
0: Right, well, speaking of traveling well, um, a lot of modern markets food is pretty takeout and delivery friendly, but is that something that's more of a consideration now when you're developing new menu items or are you trying to adapt previous menu items to make them more delivery friendly?
1: Yeah, it's certainly something we're paying attention to. And I think that the entire industry is paying attention to right now. Um, and so, you know, we are evaluating uh, simple things like, well, not simple, but packaging of both brands. Sounds like it should be simple with the state of supply chain right now. It has proven to be anything but. Um, but we're taking a look at, uh, you know, the way the food uh, is packaged. That's incredibly important. We're looking at the way the, the food is prepared. and um, And that was something we really dug into, especially when we were kind of in the height of the pandemic last year. Um, and we tried to, in many instances, use that opportunity to make sure our guests were getting great food. Um, you know, we're a fast casual. So oftentimes we're trying to hit five, six minute ticket times. Well, when everything's to go, all of a sudden you got 20 minute ticket times. And so are we able to maybe roast the vegetables to order uh, more often? And by doing so, cut down on waste and, um, you know, deliver a, a fresher, hotter product. And so we were able to, you know, uh, incorporate some stuff like that. It's also maybe it just affected some of the decisions that we made. Um, You know, another thing that I would call out as a big win over the past year was the introduction of uh, blackened, boneless, uh, skinless chicken thighs at Modern Market. Before, we'd only had uh, herb-roasted chicken breast available, and everybody loves chicken breast, but it does, you know once you take it out of, uh, you know, once you send it out, it it dries out pretty quickly. It doesn't reheat quite as well. Uh, You know, whereas chicken thighs, uh, you know, are able to be delicious half an hour, 45 minutes later, uh, reheat a lot easier. And so uh, we shifted over a few of our menu items to use thighs instead. And it's been another big win for us. And, um, you know, something I think that helps our team out uh, as well to have a protein that travels a little bit better.
0: Right. And Chicken has also been a problem on the supply chain, you know, because I've done a lot of stories on chicken sandwiches and there are so many uh-huh. concepts to chicken breasts now that it seems like you know the supply chain is a little jammed up. Are you finding any problems on your side with some of the ingredients that you use?
1: Yeah, we have had uh, issues here and there and um, it's an uh, industry wide, it's a really a global issue. Um, and so it is impacting any number of industries um, but food services certainly being hit very hard from supply chain standpoint, um, even if you're doing OK, someone upstream or downstream of you probably isn't. Uh, and so the really the uncertainty and unpredictability has been uh, a really big challenge for us. Right. Uh, it's not something that we can plan for. You know, I, I talked about packaging earlier. Well, you know, so we know napkins coming from China are going to take you know, four times as long as they used to. That's okay. We can plan for that. Right. But what's really challenging is when you get a call and and say, Hey, we just can't get organic milk right now for your cheese. Or, you know, we just had a COVID outbreak at our plant and we're not producing for the next 10 days and, uh, and no foods going out. And so sorry about that PO you were expecting. Um, even packaging, you know, we buy a a great organic, uh, pesto. Um, they, company has tons of pesto. They don't have the plastic tubs to put it in right? And so we've been having to to pivot. And so for a company that really prides itself on our ingredients, um, you know, it's been uh, challenging because we don't just want to pivot to whatever the substitute might be. We want to, you know, really try to still uphold our standards. And, you know, I talked earlier about our pepperoni, which we're really proud of. We work with a company called uh, Criminelli out of Utah. And so, you know, again, it's heirloom pigs, it's nitrate free. Um, We weren't able to get that for a little while. And so what do we do? Do we pivot over to you know, conventional pork uh, that has, you know, been traditionally cured with sodium nitrate and stuff that we would never use otherwise. So or or do we 86 our pepperoni pizza, right? It's a, it's a tough decision. And, um, and so we have been thus far leaning towards uh, sticking by our guns, sticking to our standards and, uh, you know, pulling stuff off the menu, um, which I think a lot of our guests understand, certainly not all. And we're trying to be proactive with that communication. Um, but it is tricky, and it, it's forcing us oftentimes to make uh, very quick decisions. Because again, lots of times it'll be like, "That's not coming tomorrow. <laughs> what do you guys want to do?" Right? Uh, so it's um, it's been a wild ride uh, the last few months.
0: Well, hopefully things will improve as we move forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem like there's a little uh, daylight on the horizon here, and stuff is starting to to stabilize now that we've gotten through kind of the summer. So uh, certainly, fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, beverages. I know, you know, I have eaten at a lemonade as well as a Modern Market. And I know that they have really innovative beverages um, and a pretty wide assortment of beverages. So has that influenced the kind of beverages you're doing at Modern Market? Or are you getting into more beverage development now that you started Mm -hmm. with lemonade?
1: We are doing a lot of beverage development. And one of the interesting trends that has um, seemed to stick around the pandemic is guests are really gravitating more towards bottled beverages, uh, which has been really interesting. Um, and I think some of that is just a uh, safety sentiment. Um, you know you don't want your doordash driver necessarily you know taking a sip of your lemonade and, and so I, I certainly can't fault people for that. Um, and it is a, a incredible time for bottled beverages I will say right now. there are so many cool and unique uh, options that are coming into the market. Uh, tea based beverages are just exploding uh, and functional beverages as well. And, um, and which I love to see. So, you know, there's so many interesting products that are coming out with whether it's, you know, adaptogenic herbs or stuff like that in it. Or, um, you know, even things like uh, kombucha are starting to become much more mainstream, which we've had for years. But uh, whether people are looking at gut health or uh, mental health or, you know, CBD, uh, stuff like that now in infused beverages, um, it's really incredible to see the innovation that's happening on that side. But our both of our restaurants have kind of prided themselves on our in restaurant programs. And so lemonade, it's funny because you ask about lemonade, but it, it, in fact, it sort of has been the other way around where some of the stuff we did at Modern Market ended up influencing lemonade. Um, so Modern Market about four years ago introduced a house-made lemonade program where we bought we brought in big juicers and we began juicing uh, produce in the restaurants uh, to produce uh, just three different flavors. So we had a classic lemonade, uh, we had a carrot lemonade, and we had a cucumber mint lemonade. And uh, they were beautiful and vibrant um, to make a five gallon batch of carrot lemonade. We juice uh, between 15 and 18 pounds of carrots uh, just to make one batch um, and it gives us this incredible color. Um, when we got into lemonade, they have always I mean, the name is lemonade. And so, uh, you know, a huge part of that concept has been super interesting uh, artisanal sort of lemonades with in, in, in cool flavors like uh, lavender elderflower or blood orange or they had a cucumber mint as well. Uh, But, you know, as we got in there, what we found is that, uh, you know, some of that stuff was being made at the commissary and then brought to the restaurants as a concentrate, a blood orange concentrate, for instance, that would have the blood orange juice and a lemon juice and sugar in it. And then the restaurants would fill it up with water to kind of finalize that batch of lemonade. And um, for some of the stuff that worked well, for things like cucumber mint, juicing the cucumbers at the commissary, and then shipping it first to a distributor and then later to the restaurant meant that it just wasn't as fresh as it could be. And so we borrowed from what we'd learned at Modern Market. Uh, we implemented the same juicer uh, to re- and we uh, launched in June a completely revamped lemonade program uh, where our sort of um, uh, our bubbler program, we have six bubblers Uh, are all new recipes, many of which are now being executed completely within the restaurant. And we're doing things like juicing cucumbers in the restaurant, juicing carrots in the restaurant. Uh, We're incorporating uh, really interesting ingredients, uh, the blood orange that we already had. We were also brewing hibiscus tea in the restaurants. And so we put those two together and now we have blood orange hibiscus. Uh, It really made the color incredibly vibrant and added these really great floral notes and then the other thing that it allowed us to do is that we introduced uh, what we call on our handcrafted program, uh, again, trying to do stuff in the restaurant and put that now into our lemonade program. And so one of the flavors that we rolled out with is a caramelized pineapple and a red Fresno chili lemonade, where we're breaking down whole pineapples, roasting them at the restaurant level, pureeing them. And now when you order that lemonade, we actually put this beautiful scoop of fresh uh, pineapple puree And you can choose from either a um, classic lemonade or a sugar-free classic lemonade to keep the calories down. And there's no way you can fake it. There's no other way we could do that except to roast those pineapples ourselves to get that flavor that we're able to achieve. But it's also really operationally friendly and and easy for our teams to pick up in the moment and simply, uh, you know, throw a scoop of puree, pick the lemonade. We use an old-timey milkshake spindle mixer to blend the uh, lemonade. So you get a little bit of theater as well, which is fun for the guests. And uh, it's just a, this incredibly cool, vibrant program that we've been able to, to create and that we're we're really excited about.
0: Is that the same caramelized pineapple that you use on, in the chicken dish that you talked about?
1: You, there you go. That's exactly right. It sure is. So you set some of it aside to puree and then you put some of it in the pineapple chicken. So uh, cross utilization is uh, a huge part of uh, success in the fast casual world for sure. And we're, we're trying to make really good decisions like that.
0: I recently did a story about modern market moving into some non-traditional locations like <laughs> Notre Dame University. Um, and I know they have a slightly different menu because college kids you know, are big on breakfast and they eat at erratic hours. <laughs> um, Are you adapting the menu for those venues, or is that something that um, the on-site food service person is Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, both brands have a a small presence. Um, At Lemonade, we have a a restaurant uh, in LAX, Terminal 5, which just does incredible numbers. Uh, We also have one on the campus of USC. And then uh, Modern Market has two uh, outposts in the Denver airport and uh, one that's on the campus of Notre Dame. And uh, so we have been able to do well in all those different settings. Um, A lot of that actually comes back to the focus that we put on thinking through our operations and the way that we execute our food. We really have tried to design restaurants that, you know, even though they are better for you, you know, even though we do so much from scratch that we put so much thought into the way those recipes are executed, into the equipment stack, into all the various technology pieces that. Uh, I think we really have uh, created something that can be executed anywhere. And, you know, as we start to looking ahead to you know, franchising both brands, uh, you know, I think that's a really key selling point is that, um, you know, the, the food that you actually get served, uh, it ends up on the back end being incredibly easy to actually execute because that has always been such a huge focus of us to make sure that that, that translate in, uh, you know, in sort of those non-traditional settings that works really well, um, you know again, with that scratch made emphasis, it has also allowed us to be um, really flexible with our menus. Um, And uh, we're able to, you know, drop one in Notre Dame without, you know, another modern market anywhere near it. And uh, supply chain really hasn't been an issue because uh, a lot of what we're buying are simply, uh, you know, readily available, whole fruits, whole ingredients uh, that we are, you know, then cooking ourselves to be able to execute it. Now, We've kept that menu really small, and um, and it's interesting to see how that works. You know, the Notre Dame location, a typical modern market would have seven or eight pizzas on the menu. Notre Dame has four, and they still sell tons of pizzas. They just sell 120 pepperoni pizzas a day, whereas a normal modern market might sell 30. Uh, so that's just the, you know, the scope of it ends up being vastly different. Um, and innovation has actually worked both ways. Uh, things that we've done first at Notre Dame, have made their way under the, the modern market menu. Uh, you know, one example is our BL toast. <laughs> so it's a, it's an avocado toast, BLT, uh, um, <laughs> a clever name there. But, uh, so, you know, it's a, an avocado toast, huge fat slice of sourdough smeared thick with avocado. And then we top it off with roasted, uh, cherry tomatoes, arugula, a basil, aioli, uh, and chopped all natural bacon bits. And so we did that first at, at the Notre Dame uh, outpost and it did really well. And, and we rolled that out to actually all of our modern markets um, uh, last year and it's done really well for us. So it's you know, kind of like a, a BLT with uh, a little less uh, guilt. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, hey, what's not to love? And so uh, it, it is fun. And, but you know I think as, as chefs and in our innovation process, it, it does challenge us to think uh, you know, differently, how will this translate there? And then what can we do there that maybe, you know, will be able to flow out to our, our core menu.
0: Right. So as we move into the end of 2021 and into 2022, can you reveal some of the menu items that, you that might be introduced soon or that you're working on?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're kind of at a weird spot here because we just launched our summer menu and our winter menu's coming up. Uh, we're, we're thrilled for the winter menu. Uh, For Modern Market, we're going to be introducing a, actually a classic misoie salad uh, using that tuna and just a ton of, again, just fresh vegetables and I think that's going to do really well for us. We're we're excited there. Uh, For Lemonade, um, we are going to be rebooting our sandwich program. And um, and just, we took a look at it from top to bottom and we're introducing uh, cleaner, uh, better ingredients um, kind of all over the menu. Um, making some decisions to move to like bacon strips instead of bacon bits on a sandwich, you know, just some kind of like uh, those end up being um, better quality of life for the operators. Uh, we've rebooted uh, our aiolis to make them more allergy friendly. We removed nuts from one, soy from another, um, increased the flavor on both of those. Um, Looking ahead to next year, uh, you know, it's going to be about optimizing, you know, we're really trying to be introspective and look at the menu and uh, continue to really challenge ourselves to make food that's going to um, be repeatable, uh, that's going to be able to travel nationally as we as we hope to expand both brands um, without, you know, losing our roots of being you know clean and fresh and healthy and amazing. Uh, And so, you know, we're constantly asking ourselves, uh, what do we get credit for from our guests? What could we uh, do a better job at? What are we struggling with and and evaluating? And so, um, you know, I think we got the tuna out there. That was the big kind of exciting piece. And so there's nothing that quite rises to that level that's on the horizon. Um, You know, but what we're doing is we're really trying to uh, just look at the menu as a whole and make sure that um, as we start to you know, sell these franchises that we're looking forward to, that Uh, those new partners of ours are going to be able to step right in and just execute, you know, amazing food that they're really going to be excited about.
0: Cool. And how about on a personal level? What are you most looking forward to next year?
1: (laughs) Um, Maybe I'll take a vacation. We'll see. (laughs) It's been it's been a crazy couple of years. Um, uh, No, um, this is just an an incredible ride. And uh, I am just, Loving what I'm getting to do at Lemonade. Um, I, I'm a builder at heart. I'm a problem solver. And, um, you know, Modern Market, we've, we've figured a lot of the stuff out, uh, right? We've had 10 years of, of tinkering and um, we'll try everything, anything once. And uh, we've made plenty of mistakes uh, and, uh, and learned from it and pivoted. And we have a menu at Modern Market that's you know incredibly executable and that we feel really good about. Um, lemonade is an incredible challenge because it is such a vibrant brand. Uh, the food, uh, we get to be more out there with our flavor profiles, with our innovation, with pulling in more global flavors than we do at, at modern market. Uh, and, um, there's something that just is incredibly, uh, cool about that brand that resonates with people that, uh, even though the the rec concept has had challenges uh, over the last few years, our guests have stuck with us, our teams have stuck with us, and um, and so it's been um, really exciting already to start to figure out uh, how do you take that um, the core of that brand that is so exciting and um, and again make it repeatable, make it scalable, um, you know. And um, I'm really looking forward to continuing to do to do that work to build that foundation uh, and and be able to grow the lemonade brand.
0: Nate, thanks so much for sharing your culinary journey and your exciting plans for modern market and lemonade. Please join us for another episode of Menu Feed as we explore more food and drink trends. Like past episodes, this one is available to download on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.